Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Good News Doctor podcast. Now for so many episodes you've heard me talk about my accident and about a time when I was at the deepest darkest spot of my recovery and I had to reach in real low and deep and find that Olympian inside of myself. Find some sort of athlete that was willing to work really hard and find that one ounce of inspiration and then give gallons of perspiration and fight really hard to find that next breakthrough. And then once I found that breakthrough, it wasn't a matter of if I was going to find the next breakthrough, it was when. And with that attitude, I was able to work really hard and bring that champion out and find the next one and find the next one and then eventually get myself better. And since then, I have worked really hard at pulling that champion out in each and every one of you because inside everybody, there's a champion that's just waiting to come out. Well, for today's episode, I am so excited to bring to you one of the world's greatest champions. We have Ronnie George here today, and he is an 83-year young athlete who has been a champion in over five sports and over 40 medals. And here today, we're going to talk about what it takes to get out of bed and motivate yourself to get that ounce of inspiration every single day to get yourself up and be that champion over and over again for over eight decades and keep pushing your body to the limits and continue to be that champion. So welcome, Ronnie. Thank you thank so much you, for joining Thank you, thank you. I am so excited, Julian. <laughs> awesome. So, wow, five different sports. Oh, my goodness. For now, I'm going for 10 to be a decathlon of sports. But right now, it's five, then I'm going to go to seven, and then to 10. So tell me, where did it start? It started in New York City, where the city never sleeps. So I grew up in the right environment because of that, because everybody's on the go. They're moving. You go out to Central Park, which is a huge park, and everybody's just having a beautiful life in New York City. And I got that inspiration. My mother took me to Broadway play, and I saw all that great things happening in, in a buzz of a city and that's when I decide oh there's a loose side note to that is that I found I went to this beautiful school uh, right off Central Park West and I found out all the young ladies went to dance school so I asked my buddy who ended up in West Side Story hey let's go to the dance schools because that's where the girls were so I started to learn ballet modern dance modern jazz and little did I know it helped me immensely in sports and now later on you find out the trainers the coaches they send the linemen to school okay just to, to be more flexible move those feet fast and never stop so at 5 10 5 11 approximately i could dunk in basketball i end up to be the number one basketball player in new york city averaging over 34 points a game which i believe might have been a record there i'm not sure but Nobody surpassed me. And so I got my first medal. That was my first medal, was um, uh, winning the uh, championship in New York City in an all-star game for high school players. For basketball? For basketball. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. 
But then I was also doing a lot of swimming and tennis. I wasn't too good in tennis, but when I moved to the Caribbean, I started winning tournaments because everything was so beautiful. I just wanted to be outside all the time and play tennis. And then when I was in the service, I uh, the um, United States uh, Army, I um, I won the uh, table tennis uh, tournament. And so just things just happened. But, you know, there was always something that motivated me. Like in the first sort of boot camp, first week in, in the uh, the U.S. Army, said anybody can go home if they win the physical fitness test. I won. So I got a weekend pass to go to New York City, back home where I'm at, but at least I was free. Couldn't find my parents, though, because they didn't expect me. So my life just has been one nonstop beautiful life, and uh, being the number one basketball player in private schools was a big accomplishment. Well, thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, you're welcome. I, I, it's, it's great. It was great. So table tennis? Table tennis. And I'm taking lessons right now to compete and table with the lady in your neighborhood right here. Okay. And Fantastic. Yes. In the Stero Rec Center, she's, she teaches uh, table tennis, especially people with Parkinson's because the greatest... Uh, thing for Parkinson patients because of the reflex action. So is this going to be the sixth? No, that's the fifth. Oh, this is the fifth. The tennis is the fourth. Uh, swimming is the third. Basketball the second. Track is the first. Okay. Yes. And then I'm going to bring in probably a bike, a time bike would be the sixth. And because everybody else is doing it, I probably will. And I see a lot of great athletes doing pickleball. So I'll probably, that'll be my seventh. And then I have to think about the other three. Well, living here in Southwest Florida, I see that they just held the pickleball world championships right here in our backyard. Number one in the world. Yeah, that was fantastic. right in East Naples. So just looking at how fit you are, Tell me, how do you keep in shape? I never stop. You know, like, as I said earlier, in the city that never sleeps, you never stop. There's too much. So you're just yeah. running everywhere? Just, just like going. Like, look at Ronnie go? I, well, actually, my father was a pharmacist, and what I used to do, he would give me, I would deliver the prescriptions. So he said, yep, here's a bus money. Forget about that. He knew what I was doing. I said, good, I'll outrace the buses. So I would just go on the streets. I would outrace the buses. That was my fun thing, <laughs> deliver the prescriptions to the people and come back and I get my next one. So <laughs> that was, we laughed, but it was fun. Yeah. So you wake up every morning, you have a routine. You do hey, cardio I, every day still? I, car yeah, cardio Every, uh, every, almost every day, but not four days. Okay, I was at track this morning. Okay, so how many miles a day? Are you I don't do miles. Day? Okay, I, I do sprints. Okay, because that way I'll never injure myself. So the most important thing is I don't get injured. I do pull some muscles, calf muscles occasionally, but if I keep just sprinting, okay, let's say if I'm going to do a fifty meter, hundred meters. 200 meters, I can't really hurt myself. But if I beat up my body, 
by going one mile, two miles, five miles. I, anyway, I'm, I have fast twitch muscles. You put more wear and tear on your body. That oh, way. you, you yeah. do. Okay, so I, I really enjoy just short sprints, high jump, long jump, uh, anything that's fast. See, pickleball is not fast to me. Okay, other people Short say, no, they move. Yeah. But to me, it, it, it's not fast. So it didn't really excite me, but it is um, a phenomenon. Okay, so since it's a f- phenomenon, I'm going to be phenomenal with it. Right. Yeah. I remember playing pickleball for years, and then my son asked me to play racquetball with him. And in three minutes playing racquetball, I was huffing and puffing. Like, you so- I couldn't believe how winded I was. Yeah. And we were in the same size court. And I couldn't yeah. believe what a, more of a workout it was. Yes, it is. Well, I played a little handball in uh, New York at the YMHA yeah. on 92nd Street in New York. And fast action. Yeah. So that, that's good. Yeah. So pickleball, it, it's good. If, a, if Making sure that people... Agility. It's agility. Um, but you have to warm up. Because if you don't warm up, you're making quick movements. And if you t- pick it up... When you of age, you could pull muscles, okay, and, and twist an ankle. So the most important thing is to go out and jog for a few minutes, warm up your muscles, do some uh, assisted isolated stretching, which is just two-second stretches. Uh, the number one stretching person in the world, Aaron Mattis, that's all he does is two-second stretches much more effective and that's what i do in my practice what about weight training are you weight training still i do resistance training okay, okay. like isometrics too? isometric okay. isometric is and again you cannot hurt you you could but it's unlikely like seven you, seconds isometric? uh well it's a feel i okay. know seven seconds ten seconds i can get against a wall and do my push-ups Okay, and just slow, but everything I do is slow. If I'm gonna do uh, just, uh, just push ups or triceps, it's gonna be very slow. If I'm gonna do some dips, it's slow. So I'm really recruiting every ligament muscle in my body. If I go fast, to me, it, it doesn't work. My body, it's slower is better. Yeah, and you tell me that you're a massage therapist too, right? Correct, and I'm, you know what, I love it. Every time I'm finished doing a massage, I thank the patient f- for giving me the workout. Right. You know, and they say, oh, then you should pay me. I said, that's the joke we have, because I'm really going in there. You are. So when I did those six to 700 chair massages after Ian, my upper body was stronger than ever. It's phenomenal. Yes. Most people I know that are massage therapists, after a decade or two, they're tore up. Four years. Their shoulders are done, their Four. back is done, their neck is done. They have to literally retire because they just they have to wore f- themselves out of a job. I've been doing it 18 years. I started off as, I did well in school, which I didn't know <clears throat> how I could possibly do that because I hadn't been in a school setting or studying for so long. But I, I recruited a couple ladies who were really smarter than me, you know, and I said, let's do a little group. And after that, I came second in my class, so the school asked me to do it, to teach. And then I realized one great thing, I'm not a teacher like that. 
So, but I did one year of teaching at the school that I graduated from, and yeah, massage gives it gives one a great workout. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, Man, that's amazing that you're so fit in that. You could go down there and serve during a crisis time like that all day for so many days, so many weeks in a row, and and it, not fall apart. And I, I don't know. Seriously, I don't know how I did not. Yeah. Grace of God. Yeah, it, That's right. <laughs> it had to be. Yeah. It, it had to be because I was putting in between the travel, which is one hour or two out to Sanibel or Fort Myers mm-hmm. Beach, etc. It was two hours in traveling traffic heavy traffic because everybody was trying to recover from the storm and then i go down into these dark places and uh. do massages on the policemen which were you know, <clears throat> built and the firemen and the first responders and of course the people who've lost so much yeah. they came to us and I, I did about 20 massages a day wow it was truly just devastating it was like a war zone uh, unless you were here and experienced it, you couldn't even imagine the TV and the newscast tried to give you an idea of what it would look like here, but uh, you just couldn't put it into words. You really couldn't. No, no, you, you can't. And when you saw some of the people who lost their homes come back to see what it's like, it was more psychological work I did. Actually, because I went, I lived in St. Croix. That's another chapter of my life. I left New York City, moved to St. Croix for 20 years, and I got devastated by Hurricane Hugo, which was a Category 5. I lost my home, but I know what all the people went through. So I was able to talk to the people while I'm massaging and relay to them what Mm. I had to go through to pick myself up with, you know, total devastation yeah you know so but anyway i I did that for uh, about 90 days uh really i would say five to six days a week wow yeah wow 10 hours a day but there was a task force that uh, the government uh, florida government put together yeah so you know we talked a lot about you know, one of the keys to you being healthy and to you being able to maintain this level of fitness and to win, you know, over 40 medals in your lifetime was the key is to being in homeostasis and staying there as often and as much as you can and how most people really don't know what that is. And they spend their whole life outside of it and each day just touching the wall of it, but not getting to thrive in that space. It's a matter of being attuned to your to yourself. Yeah. And some people just brush it aside. Right. Okay. Until they get the awareness. Let's not brush. This is you. Okay. So as many people as I can touch, I said, well, listen. Let's just do ten minutes of exercise or five minutes. Make sure you walk a little bit and change your pace when you're walking, so you're not walking at the same pace all the time and then just you know get find a wall do some push-ups against the wall 10 minutes and group you know i work out by the way uh as far as weights and all that stuff really only uh two hours a week okay but it's 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 well defined so i don't have to go to a, a gym and lift all these big 
Big weights. I, I lift. I don't lift anything more than eight pounds. So it's a few minutes here and there. Condensed, it's, focused. It's just slow. When you go slow, when you go in this slow, you know, you, you're really recruiting every muscle in your body this way. Mm-hmm. Okay, in your arms. And then when you're doing this, you're squeezing your stomach in it at the same time to give you th- that the stomach muscles so you don't have a bad back. So many things that are interrelated. But I believe the best thing that ever happened to me was following those girls to the dance schools, and I got my body in such shape that I, you know, as a 10-year-old, I forgot how old, you don't know what to do, okay? All I knew, I said, oh, my buddy, oh, that's where the ladies are, let's go. And it became so much fun, and and just I couldn't move. You know, like this, and I've got pictures of that just soaring above everybody else and dunking, you know, and that was a big achievement when you're yeah. a kid. Can you dunk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that was a lot, that was lots of fun. And uh, then I was working for a firm out of Geneva, Switzerland. So I took a trip to Geneva, okay, and uh, it was a mutual fund company, and then I started meeting people from all over the world. And I would learn what they thought about being healthy or not. And so traveling a lot, which I was very fortunate to be able to do that at such a young age, really helped a lot. And moving from the United States proper to an island for 20 years, you learned, okay, you can get fresh fish. The, the, fish, the fresh food, the, the fishermen come in on Wednesday morning, Saturday morning. You're down at the docks. You get the fish. Okay. Uh, yes. Then I, then I never had coconuts. So then now I have coconut water every day. Okay. But after moving there, I said, oh, this is... And a lot of people, I found out they, they, they wash their hair with coconut. There's so many things you can do with the coconut. And uh, uh, so uh, I'm a firm believer of of coconut, but a firm believer of having, you know, a broad uh, uh, food choices, okay? I don't like the word diet, you know, because die it, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) (laughs) if anybody really looked at the word, oh, no, I don't want that. Food choices, FC, I can do FC. I can't die it, (laughs) That's great. <laughs> yeah. And and to vary your, your food choices. I I love fish. I love fish is what I really eat. How about grounding? How about PEMF and, and grounding, like walking on the grass and the, and the beaches and that? How, how important is that for you? Extremely. I didn't realize that either until I moved to St. Croix in the Virgin Islands. I was on the beach just maybe three or four times uh, a week and walking barefoot, of course. Uh, you really ground yourself, and then you go into this beautiful ocean and you get all the salt water that you want, you know, and you, you learn your body is really getting into better shape. Because if you look at the Olympics, who looked the best? The swimmers. They look better than any other because you're using every muscle in your body when you swim. I wasn't a prolific swim swimmer in New York, but I, when I got to the Virgin Islands, 
I, I, I did. So for the people that don't have access to the beach right next door, like we're fortunate of having, and don't necessarily have access to grass and, and a yard that we can ground ourselves daily because we know how important that is, what do they do when we live in the city or when we're insulated from being grounded and recharging ourselves? What, what do we do and what do you do when you're not having access to that? Well, I have I found a PEMF device many, many years ago that was very important to me. And the segue into that, my grandmother died at 111. And the only reason she died was lack of oxygen. So bingo, right? I know that oxygen, I'm going to search what does best to create the oxygen. And then I found the PMF device that circulates the blood through the capillaries. Right. Then I found another company that uh, with the endocalyx allows the oxygen, the blood flow to come through even more efficiently. Okay, so home run. Yeah. That's a home run. It's so exciting. As technology gets better, people have access to this. It's almost reckless if we don't have use and access to this to be able to get to homeostasis so easily. Um, it's reckless not to use that because we're just living our whole life with this low potential in our cells and not in homeostasis, and we're carelessly aging quickly, right? Yeah, we don't have to age. Right. We, we really don't. We can grow younger. We can. No, you follow me. You yes, could. exactly. Yeah, if you don't follow me, I don't know about that. Okay, okay. But you know, just move. I would say the what people don't do is move. Right. Okay, so therefore, you don't move. You don't get that homeostasis. You don't feel your body. You don't know what to do with your body. So you're not saying like move, pick up your house and go somewhere where there is grass. You're saying get your body up and start walking. Get your body moving. Get your or body. maybe you do need to get out of town and actually maybe move to a, a better area. But the big point here is actual physical movement. Like yeah, we're not physically moving. We're and that's not. The and the, one of the best and easiest and f fun ways to do it is through dance. Okay. Oh, yeah. uh, people love music. So you turn on whatever device you've got and just move. You know, you know you sing in the shower. So you can dance when nobody's watching. Okay, and do that. You know, you couple that with uh, the technology that we have to go along with that, with like the PF, uh, PMF devices that yeah. get better and better through the ages. You bring that into place, and boy, you, you, you're, you're living vibrantly. You bet. You know, in, in the book that I'm, Healthy Aging by Ronnie George, um, it, it, that's what I talk about, okay? Right. I talk, you know, nothing so profound, but when you think about it, it is profound. You bet. It's the simplest things in life that we do not do, and it's right abounding you so if you're living in manhattan for example because that's where i grew up you can go outside and walk or if it's the winter time you bundle yourself out and you just go or you just go uh, outside your where you live and just run in place you don't have to go far 
just you know jargon place so you, you can do if you want to do so we are usually what our own worst enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I, I think to, in today's age, there's an abundance, abundance of technology. Okay, and then there's the great sources of water, which I drink a lot of water, and there's abundance of healthy food. Let's talk about that water for a second. Now, people say, well, I don't like water. It doesn't taste good. Okay, well, that's let me you're stop. Not drinking stop drinking filtered right. water, right? Right, not drinking this filtered water, but you can put a lemon in it. You can put a lime in it. I put a little spirulina in it, which tastes good. There's many things you can just put a little bit in there. And so, oh, okay, I can get up and do that water. Bad excuse, usually. You're 70% water. Yes. You have to drink water. You have to drink. Okay, unless you, your your body falls apart. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. can go three days without water, and that's it. Yes. And here's another simple fact: if you are drinking soda every day, a typical body takes 21 days to replace the water in your body. If you're somebody that drinks soda every day, it could take 11 months to replace the water in your body, because it's 10,000 times more acidic than water. And so that takes a long time to flip that water. Yeah. You know yeah. how rank the water tastes sitting next to your bed after a day and you didn't change it out and you got to drink that water? It just doesn't taste as good. Yeah. A day old. What's 11-month water old taste like? Yeah. Listen, if you have a bad car battery, just put a Coca-Cola on it and clean it up. That should wake you up. Yeah, let's put that in our let, body. Let, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that. For 11 and, months. Yeah, take that. <laughs> so you've got the car battery or your battery. Interesting. Right? Think about it. That's right. <laughs> when you think about it, you'll... St- you, and not to change what you're doing, but modify. Because anybody who says, I'm going to change, you got to take baby steps. Every now and then, challenge the system. Absolutely. See yes. how efficiently you can get rid of that stuff. Just don't challenge it often. Yeah. Not that often. No, no. Followed up by a bunch of good stuff again so it realizes how it's supposed to function. Don't make it go into survival mode all the time. No, no. Make it blow the whistle and say, hey, back up, everybody. This is some bad stuff coming down. Nobody needs to touch it. Let it pass right by the assembly line. If it keeps coming, they're like, all right, I'm sorry to do this, but everybody needs to put on your mask and go dumpster diving because we need to get those nutrients one way or another. Absolutely. (laughs) And uh, swimming in the ocean here, but wherever people can, you know, you got the salt. I mean, it's it's a great source, and we've got it here. In fact, you can just jump into the ocean, come out, you're good. So the many different things you can do, you don't have to have money to do almost all of this. But I would say yes. Let's get back to the water. Um, you just just a little bit of lemon, a little bit of lime a little bit of spirulina, something that will give it, um, that's what I have in my water, you know, and um, I have lime. I've even heard a little bit of sea salt. A sea salt, yes. Just to start absorbing it more. Yes. Good, excellent, sure. I haven't done it, but yeah. Yeah. 
So yes, water is H two O. We need it. We need it. We need it. But so many people dry up because they don't. And I'm I'm not perfect on that either because I say, oh gee, I'm doing this. I I don't have time to drink the water, you know. And um, but I pay for it. Oh yeah. Yeah we. I had a doctor tell me, try to get all your water intake, which is half your body in ounces. Try to drink that by 1 o'clock in the afternoon. First thing in the morning, I have two glasses of water. Yep, me too. Oh, okay. And I try to drink all my water by 1, 12 or 1 o'clock, and then I'm just never thirsty. If you're trying to get it all by the end of the day, you'll be no. getting up to go to the bathroom several times a night. If you can get it all by noon, then you're drinking extra water throughout the afternoon and and you're just not thirsty. No, no, no. Water, 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 water. Yeah. So you got a book coming out. I, I know book, you yeah. mentioned it. Tell us a little yeah. more about it. Okay. Well, the book really tells you, or uh, oh, I just relate what we're talking about, uh, that everything is in abundance out here. It's just a matter of how we take it in for ourselves. And the most important thing is never give up because we're going to stumble. Okay, uh, what is it? Uh, the most successful people in the world fail 70% of the time. So let's say we fail 80% of the time. So what? That 20%, you know, is vital. Just keep on going. Never stop. You know, I had somebody ask me how I got out of my wheelchair. And I, I was remembering a quote that I heard when I was probably 10 years old that they were asking somebody, man, it's so amazing, whatever. I don't even remember what this guy's feat was, you know, what, what his challenge was and how he overcame it. But he goes, oh, it was real simple. I fell down six times and I got up seven. Yep. And, we and know. that's what he said. And, well, and that's what kept holding me on through all the worst times. It's like, I, I just got to get up seven. <laughs> and that's all I got to do. We all know we're going to fall down. Yeah. It's just a matter how we get back up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so the in the book, it, it really tells you uh, from the, the the day almost I was born, okay, how my parents, you know, s- sacrificed to send me to a really good school, and I and said always broaden your horizon, and so I early on I would go to camp and I would be very active in camps, and just never never stopped doing, but. Living in Manhattan, there was so much there I couldn't take it all in because it was it was really a lot. So I just said, okay. I took a trip once to Barbados and I said, this is fabulous. Where else can I go to? I can go to the U.S. Virgin Islands and work there. So I would go there every winter. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, then I when I got married, had my son, we went to Saint Croix. I lived there twenty years. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. And then um, uh, my uh, second marriage, she was from uh, Denmark. So we always travel back and forth to Denmark. And so I found everything about Scandinavia. In fact, my son grew up in Sweden you know, and my granddaughter's in Sweden. So it's, uh, and they're now in London. So, uh, but life, you know, just keep on going. You know, there's so much in this world. You, you don't say, I can't do this. You can do anything you want to do if you want to do it bad enough. Well, I know I, I hate to say this, but I have to say it. You spent a lot of your life living 
outside the U.S. Yes. And eating a lot of plant-based food. Yes. Oh, and yeah. Growing, you know, eating things that were grown from the earth. I, and I had lots of patients over the years that lived half the year outside the U.S., half the year here, would eat very similar food, both places. And whenever they came back here, they started getting sick. And they would eat or gaining weight, not necessarily mm. sick, but have some symptoms like allergies or weight gain. And then they go back to Norway or Sweden or wherever they were. Caribbean. And, and, and they would yeah. lose the weight again and get healthy yeah. again. And they come back and it's because of the way it's genetically modified or it's not organic or it's just the processed stuff. And they go back to eating non-processed. And, mm-hmm. and you know, it's like we almost have to start having our own growing in our backyard again like we did back in the 50s and 60s well, we have to start taking responsibility for ourselves growing our own food and getting back to that practice if we want to start being healthy and living long again in the 50s growing up and it was all all pretty much organic food uh, we didn't have all these big groceries so therefore it was all all organic i would say at least 50 percent everything was organic you go out to the your, your local grocery store which is small and uh that would be great we would have everything that we need right there growing up in new york city um or wherever a person was growing up it probably even better if they're outside of the city is that most produce and fish and was really organic we didn't have to yeah. search for organic. Right now, fortunately, there's a place in uh, uh, Naples that's called Juicelation that they have these bottles of juice that's homegrown, all 100% organic. So I take a sip of that and I swish it in my mouth. I don't drink it. I swish it a lot until I, so I can absorb all the nutrients. So in today's age, you've got, you got to hunt and pick. Right. Okay. Almost like that's why I take all my whole food supplements because I look at my vitamins as my life insurance. Mm-hmm. This is getting my body all the things that we used to get in the 50s from our food. Yes. And now I have to just eat as clean as I can and avoid toxins, but I have to rely on supplements now to get what my cells need to be healthy because the, the, the food is so depleted of all that stuff from the soil yeah. and the processing of, of what we used to be guaranteed from the earth, we're just, it, it's just not guaranteed Yeah, anymore. because it's just a ma- matter of thinking about um, the, the, where the plants and the food is grown. They go over that soil, over the soil, all over the soil, and it's depleted, yeah. the nutrients. So you don't, you don't get it. Okay. Unfortunately, you can't look at, at your food, whether you're at a nice restaurant or whether uh-huh. you're at the grocery store, and say, well, it looks green. Yeah. Must have everything in there, right? Yeah. Well, and by the way, I got to say, a lot of people are depleted in magnesium. Mm-hmm. That's number one thing, uh, nutrient that I take, okay? Because we cannot talk about the food. We can't get it in enough food sources. So well, th- being yeah. an athlete, it's the calcium contracts your muscles and magnesium lets them go. Yes. And, and if I you don't, don't have do enough, that, you are not letting I go. I <laughs> am in bad shape. And that's when I pull a muscle here. Oh, yeah. And so I if I know, oh, gosh, I haven't done that right. Yeah, Because uh, we are our own worst enemy. We know what to do. So it doesn't matter if we're going to be, you know, forward thinking, I'm going to do this. So I got my magnesium right in front of the fridge. 
You know, so I don't, <laughs> I don't miss it. So let me ask you, going into these next medals that you're going to be competing for, I know you have all these gold medals and so and many silver and, and silver and bronze in, in all these different categories. What age group are you competing with now? I know that you have, um, you've been 80 years young yeah. and still competing with people at 65 and older. Well, that... no, no, they were in age groups, but okay. I started, I started this aspect of competing uh, at 75. Okay. I started running at 75. Wow. Okay. And I started competing in swimming at 75. Basketball, forget about it. I was, was number young. one. I was number one in New York City. Yeah. Okay. So that was, that was easy. Now, <clears throat> with tennis, uh, it's uh, age groups aren't as prevalent as in the first three that I. But so therefore, I'm in the age group of 80 to 85. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, it is great. Yeah. So what's your next race? What's your next? Well, because of the virus, et cetera, a lot of the events were cut short. But in the fall, there's a whole slew of them. And then in December, there'll be the races and the events for the state of Florida in usually in the Orlando area. Do so you know the, what what, uh, what you want to compete in? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the 50 meters, 100 meters, 200 meters. Oh, hence uh, why you're doing all your sprints right now yes. as you're preparing for Correct. these events. And the same with the 50 meters and possibly 100 meters with swimming. And uh, But a lot of times what is difficult is arranging when I'm going to compete with track or I'm going to compete with tennis because they might overlap they, they overlap in times mm. so i mean if i was able to i would do five sports but i know it's a it's a logistical nightmare it's a, it, it is tough right. yeah but I, I'll, I'll compete with everything i can fit in so is there anything else you'd like to leave our audience words of wisdom i uh, well, I, you know, the, the words never give up. Yeah. Okay. Is, is probably the best thing because we're going to get knocked down, as I said earlier, but it's just a matter of how we get up. So the words of wisdom that we innately know what's best. Okay. And so you got to go with your inner feeling. Okay. Because that's correct. We know what's correct. And, we will, and when we don't do it correct, we pay the price. So just go by your gut feeling. That's why they say that your gut is, you know, the, the, is your, your health. So it's going to be your health, the mind, and your body. That's right. So I would say just, just three words. I love Nike's saying, just do it. Just do it. All right, everybody. So you've heard it from the man himself, the legend, Ronnie George. Just get off the couch, stop being lazy, pull out that Olympian inside each and every one of you, and just do it. Never give up. As long as you are breathing today, you have a champion inside of yourself. You have to find homeostasis, and as long as you can stay inside homeostasis long enough, do whatever it takes to get there, and you will get better, and you will become the best version of yourself. And so thank you for joining us. 
Thank you for being here today. Okay, and the book, Healthy Aging by Ronnie G. Amazon's going to publish it in June. Awesome. Thank you, Ronnie. My pleasure. Have a great day. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye now.